Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's no feeling like seeing your name come up in the selection show. It's what you work hard for. It's what these guys lift weights, all the summer hours, that's the dream. You know, you want to be a part of March Madness and, and give yourself a chance to compete for a national championship. And we've earned that right. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. Always a delight when you see a local guy made good, and that is Chris Collins getting the job done at Northwestern, and they're in the tournament yet again, and we're delighted to welcome Coach Collins to the program. He joins us on the score hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Coach, good morning. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Good morning. Always great to be on the show. I got to tell you, I um, the only thing I really know about Boise State is they play on a blue basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you know about them? You're heading out to Sacramento. Uh, first of all, I mean, it's just it's it's so great to see you back in the tournament, and I think we're all delighted by it. And now we start looking at the practical stuff, right? The the travel mm-hmm. involved and and uh, <laughs> and trying to deal with an opponent you're not familiar with. What? How quickly do you turn from the dancing machine stuff to, uh, to <laughs> preparing for a game? Well, the switch gets flipped pretty quickly, guys. You know, we, we had a lot of fun with our fans and family and everybody at the selection show. You hear your name called. You you embrace some hugs, and uh, and, and then you get to work. You know, our, our video people are unbelievable. Our video guy right away already had you know every every Boise State game on my computer uh coaches you know get after it right away you try to get as much intel info I had a chance to watch them a couple times on tv just kind of late night at home flipping through the channels and have always kind of respected what they've done their coach has done a great job out there Leon Rice but uh, I had a chance to watch some games last night and get more acquainted with their team and you know, contact some friends of mine who kind of coach in their league and, and get a better feel for them. And, you know, now we have three days uh, to get ourselves ready to play on Thursday. So uh, it'll be important prep days. And now, you know, for the guys to kind of flip that switch from excitement to, to back to work mode, because, you know, every, it's exciting to be there. But now that you're there, you want to win. And in order to win, you got to you got to be at your best. You got to be prepared and you got to play really well because all these teams are good now. Chris, it's not unlike 2017 when they shipped you out to Salt Lake City. So in terms of you're going west and whether it's logistics or the approach or trying to get your team 
in the right frame of mind and all the preparation in place. What did that experience do to help inform this year's experience and prepare you better? Yeah, I think you always draw on your experiences, right? I mean, you you learn from what you did well, maybe things you might change. Um, you know, obviously, 2017 was the first go around for us, so there was even more hoopla, you know, than than normal being such a historical event. But uh, I thought we prepared well for, you know, we went out there had a had a really good performance, played well, beat Vanderbilt in the first game. I thought we did a pretty good job in terms of logistically with travel and practices and and all those things. So we'll, we'll draw back upon those experiences and, you know, we'll head out there tomorrow, um, get ourselves acclimated, obviously a time change and, you know, just getting used to, to, to a new environment. Um, you know, the day before the game is always, you know, pretty hectic with the open practice and media availability and, and all those things, but that's what the guys work for. It's exciting. Um, you know, I think we'll be prepared. I know the guys are really looking forward to it. Um, and they're hungry. You know, they, they want to go, you know, not only do you want to go there, but you want to go there and do well and, and try to win and survive in advance. So, uh, you know, we got a couple of days to get ourselves ready and see what happens. Chris, you obviously won the coach of the year uh, in the Big Ten, and not a surprise given the way you guys were picked before the season began. Not much expected from Northwestern this year. You've been a good team basically from, from jump. What has been the difference? Why did people underestimate you? Obviously, you have guys leave the program. Everyone worries about it. Um, but what has been the secret sauce? Yeah, I just think how connected, you know, our guys have been. And, you know, I think if you look in college basketball, too, um, if you have elite guard play, uh, it, it'll give you a chance. So, I mean, for us, we've had elite guard play, you know, Boo Booey and Chase Audige as, as senior guards who have been four-year starters have, you know, they played at an all-conference level. You know, Boo was a first-teamer, Chase a second, Chase was defensive player of the year in the conference. You know, those guys have kind of really led the way. The other guys have filled their roles and start in their roles, you know, around those two guys. And then you couple that with uh, strong defense. You know, I mean, if if you can be elite defensively, it'll give you a chance to be competitive because you can stay in games and, and hopefully, um, you know, muck out some close ones, which we were able to do throughout the course of the year. So, you know, I, I think the combination of, of a really strong defensive unit with elite guards, um, you know, kind of gave us that opportunity to be there. And we won a lot of close games and we built confidence and we went out on the road and won some games, which continue to build confidence. And our guys believe, you know, it was uh, obviously coming into the year, a lot of negativity, a lot of naysayers coming in. But but the great part about our team is we really didn't listen to it. You know, we we got together. We, we felt like we had enough. We had a lot of veterans we felt confident coming into the year, and we just said, "Hey, let's let's let our play do the talking." And and it's really fun to see these guys who stayed the course and stayed with us, and are, are now reaping the rewards of of being able to get back to the tournament. Along those lines, Chris, I mean, you look at Northwestern, Power Five school with with senior backcourt. You don't see that anymore. Guys mm -hmm. who, if they're going to stay at a program, uh, they if, when things get tough, they take off. It, because they're looking for something better, and that's understandable in the age of the transfer portal. But I guess when you look at Audition, you look at Boo Booey, what kept them in Evanston? How difficult was it to recruit your own guys going through some of your tough times? Yeah, I mean, I think any time, you know, you're struggling to get over the hump, you know, for, for us have a couple of losing seasons in a row, especially with this group, and especially last year, you know, we, we felt like we had a team that was good enough 
to get there and we just didn't get the job done you know tons of close losses and it, it can be frustrating for a player because you want to win and you want to be a part of it but um you know i just think their loyalty to our to the program their belief and stay in the course. Uh, I think even though we didn't get all, you know, they felt like they were getting better. Um, they felt like we were getting closer and, you know, they believed in us. They believed in our coaches. They believed in what we could do. They believed in each other. And to me, it's just a, it's an unbelievable example of, of how, when you do stay the course and you stick with it and you keep fighting, you know, we're in such an instant gratification world now where, you know, it's got to happen now or else it's never going to happen. And, you know, sometimes it's even more rewarding when you got to go through some stuff, you know, and you got to figure it out and you got to get knocked to the pe- pavement and, and you, you dust yourself off and you get back up and you keep fighting and you get to the other side. So those two guys are, are unbelievable examples of that and couldn't be prouder of, of what they've done, not only for themselves, but also for the program. It, it's great to be in the tournament. I know that it's great to be a seven seed is it great to travel to Sacramento? Is that uh, <laughs> is that a downside to the whole thing or not? Well, there's no downside. I mean, when you when you're in the NCAA tournament, you're on cloud nine. So uh, I mean, you'd go you'd go overseas if you needed to. But uh, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, being closer to home would would be the best. Um, but that's what the highest seats get rewards for. I mean, that's the ones, twos, threes, and fours. You know, they get rewarded for, for a great regular season and they kind of get the close to home sites when when you're in the back half, um, you know, you, you kind of are, are you can go anywhere. So we went west last time, went to Utah. I tell you what, there was purple everywhere. You know, when we were in Salt Lake, it made it feel like home and, and hopefully uh, the Northwestern family and 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 and, uh, and fan base can can make the trek out to Sacramento and support us on Thursday. Got a kick out of seeing you accept the Big Ten Coach of the Year award, or at least be notified by your staff. And they yeah, had yeah. you caught you off guard in your office. And Brian James still around, and certainly Chris Lowry, great addition this year, won the Howard Moore Assistant Coach of the Year. And Bryant McIntosh, who I think is an interesting addition because he was on that team in 2017. Now he plays a role, you know, on your staff. How valuable is he this week in terms of? sharing his experiences and making sure that there's that sort of, uh, you know, th- that guy that can th- relate to what these players are going through. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, staff is everything and, and we have a, a fantastic staff and what the, our staff has done this year with our players has been amazing. You know, um, the time they spent, obviously player development, skill development, film, help preparing with game plans, all those things. I think we have a really good dynamic. We have a couple veterans, like you said, Brian James, who was my high school coach at Glenbrook North and spent almost 20 years in the NBA and, you know, has been my right-hand man for, for all 10 years here and, and has done an unbelievable job. Chris, Chris Lowry, who's, you know, head man at Southern Illinois, took them to the, to the tournament and, and had a lot of success with Coach Weber at Kansas State the last two, 10 years. Um, but then two young guys, you know, you mentioned Bryant McIntosh. I have Taylor Battle, who's an all-Big Ten player at Penn State. You know, he took Penn State to the tournament in 2011. Bryant took us to the tournament in 2017. You know, I think for the players to see a couple younger guys who were kind of the lead guys to, to take programs that don't necessarily go all the time, 
you know, to NCAA tournament appearances, they can be great mentors and role models for our players. Um, although sometimes in practice they can still play. So I, I don't like it because they're running circles around our guys. So <laughs> I tell those two guys, man, like, can you let up a little bit? I know, I know you guys are competitive, but let's, uh, let's keep our guys confidence up. But, you know, having Brian on my staff has been special. He He's, you know, was the point guard who took uh, the first team. He was in my first recruiting class that one of the first guys, uh, you know, to say, man, I, I want to be a part of this. I believe in your vision. So to have him there, he played for me. He played here. You know, it's just this unbelievable resource for our players, you know, as they're going through the same things he went through. I got to break out the T-shirt. I had the T-shirt from 2017. I'll be wearing <laughs> it when you guys stop playing Sacramento. And, and and after you beat Boise, you get UCLA. You got to get used to oh, them because you'll be facing them now for uh, the rest of your life, right? They're coming to the conference. It's just the Big Ten has been great this year. Everybody beating up on everyone. Were you pleased with uh, the way that uh, the, the conference was rewarded? Yeah, I mean, I, I just thought our league top to bottom. I, I've been now a part of the league for 10 years, which is amazing for me to even say that. It feels like it was yesterday I was walking into year one. But, you know, I'm not sure, you know, from top to bottom, there's been the amount of parity. I mean, you had Purdue that, you know, won the game by three, uh, won the league by three games and, and obviously proved themselves to be the best team. But then two through, you know, maybe 13, um, it was any it was any given night, and we saw that in the Big Ten tournament. I mean, it was just whoever played better on that night. You know, you just tried to survive because you knew you were going to be in for it. Really good environments you were playing in, really good teams, great coaches. So to see us come away with eight bids, I, I was disappointed. I thought Rutgers was worthy. You know, obviously, I thought Michigan and and um, and Wisconsin were worthy. Really good teams as well, but. Uh, I, I definitely thought Rutgers, you know, should have gone. I was disappointed to see them not get in, invited. But, you know, to have eight teams, you know, hopefully the experiences, hopefully we didn't beat each other up too much during the during the grind of the 20 games and, and that we each have a little bit of, you know, a lot's been made of the Big Ten's lack of success in the NCAA tournament. So I know that's something all of us are taking hard. And, and as we go in, you know, to go in to, to show that our league was really strong and, and hopefully have a great showing this year. Chris, the indelible image of the season, Purdue on the court after you beat them, you with your son Ryan, the ball boy, yeah. a manager of your team. Can you put into words what this has meant to you personally because of what you overcame and where you were picked and where you are now? Yeah, I just think it's uh, it's it's special. You know, for me, you guys probably remember I was when my dad was coaching the Bulls back in the mid '80s. I was I was a ball boy. Yeah. And I was down on the court for all those games and, you know, to be able to go over to him after big wins and give him a big hug and walk off the floor with him was, was something that was always special for me, you know, having my son now be a part of our program with us every day and, and, and go through the highs and lows. Uh, you know, I don't think people fully understand how much of a family, you know, uh, deal that, you know, being in sports is, you know, it's such a public thing. So wins and losses are magnified and, you know, the, the people that are supporting you are living and dying every second with you. So to be able to share the, the positive moments is, is very rewarding and, and very fun. And it's just been great. You know, it's every, every ride. I mean, it's very rare in life where everything is just smooth all, all, all across the board. You know, you, you go through times when things are high, you go through times when you struggle and, you know, the, you just keep fighting, you know, that's, that's how I've kind of been raised. That's what I've always kind of done is, you know, you, you just keep getting back up, you keep fighting, you keep, you keep trying to figure it out. And, 
you know, for this group to kind of take on that personality this year and, and to come through and win 21 games and 12 conference wins and, and become a seven seed in the tournament is, it's just been a, a really fun journey with these guys. And, and I'm excited to lead them into the postseason now and see if we can add on to it. Thanks a ton, Coach. Great catching up with you. Good luck, Chris. Awesome, guys. Appreciate you guys. That is Coach Collins, Northwestern, back in the tournament. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.